Hey, this is John Reed. I'm rejoined by Brian Summer. We are in New York City at an undisclosed location. Deep, deep, deep secret place, yes. Somewhere there's some liftless sounds of bad music in the background. That's all I can reveal. We could be inside the Statue of Liberty for all you know. But we are here to talk about Inforum, which is Infor's major user conference. And then I'm also going to be uh, talking with Brian, if we don't get shut down by security, about radical enterprise performance management and the big changes that are ahead for finance. Sounds like a full plate, Brian. I believe you're right on that. All right. So let's just level set for a sec because Infor, for those who don't follow the company closely, there's a lot of moving parts. How would you describe Infor in a nutshell? Infor through a good part of the 1990s would have been known and early part of the 2000s would have been known as a company that was an accumulator of older software application firms, um, companies like Bon and BPix and uh, Software 2000, Infinium, Walker, and a whole bunch of others are all in that uh, firm. Chuck, Chuck Phillips, Charles Phillips, uh, to some who've only come to know him lately, um, he got to the helm of the company, I think, about six years ago and has begun a massive transformation and a rejuvenation of a lot of the product line to make this stuff more relevant in today's world. Uh, by, and if you don't know about Infor, that's a real shame because it is, the th I think, the third largest uh, application software company in the world. Right, and something of a renaissance in terms of their pursuits of their acquired a design agency and we're on the forefront yep. of user experience and a real interesting look i think at whether a company with a lot of on the one hand legacy software on the other hand a lot of exciting ideas can they make that transition they're a very interesting case in that i would say and that is probably going to be the uh, biggest transformation we'll ever see in the tech space no question about it yeah so uh t day one we uh got the keynotes out of the way this morning uh, what what were some of the news items and some of your takeaways from that? I think the the overall tone would be uh, here were a series of discussions from a number of different executives from the bench at Infor, and they covered a, just an enormous range of things, from verticals on one end, Internet of Things to another extreme, and all the horizontal functional stuff, and it just went on and on and on. So it was very, very, very broad uh, in the numbers of things that got covered. I mean, you know, there's just, uh, and they ran long. They ran 25 minutes over on the keynote uh, session this morning, but that's just because of the number of things that had to get covered. Which included things like the announcement of their uh, Internet of Things uh, solution. I think they're calling it uh, Infor IoT right now. Uh, Cloud Suite UX Cloud Suite is their major flagship of the future as far as their multi-tenant SaaS cloud solution. Um, and mostly Cloud Suite is oriented around verticals. They announced a bunch of new verticals. Correct. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I didn't oh, and then they laid on a bunch of digital transformation. Oh, yeah. Uh, maple syrup on the top of that. <laughs> those griddle cakes, as it were. Well, yeah, they had a ton of that kind of stuff, and they've made some. Uh, they've also made some acquisitions in the last year or so, and they were explaining how some of those kind of dovetail into the broader strategy that they're unfolding. The bottom line on all this is the company's trying to bring a very modern set of tools, architecture, and the like to move these clients that they have, and then I think it's something over ninety thousand customers to move them into a much more modern age. So things like this IoT 
cloud, the Internet of Things cloud technology. What's interesting about that is it's going to utilize a lot of the existing technology they have with Mingle and uh, Ion Which is cloud. their collaboration. Mingle right. is their collaboration solution. Ion is their integrated middleware set for the most part. And they're adding additional technologies or integrations to connect uh, all kinds of data coming from all sorts of different kinds of devices. So it's not going to be just a like a manufacturing system or financial system. It's going to be a system that talks to all manner of things going forward. So, so Brian, if you go to a, an ERP keynote anytime this year, you're going to hear a lot about things like digital, big data, cloud you can spin it however you want in terms of product names and stuff is there anything that stands out here because every company seems to think that they're the only ones that thought of this stuff um, are they doing a better job than some in terms of articulating how these pieces fit together or not or um, i would have to tell you it's a bifurcated space there are those companies who started creating software products five or ten years ago they created them first and foremost for like mobile, cloud, and social kind of uh, technologies underneath. And for them to move into some newer things like Internet of uh, Internet of Things technology, like it's just the next extension of where they want to go. As opposed to some of the companies with the legacy technology, they've got some real challenges because they're simultaneously trying to develop the all new cool stuff while bringing along a huge amount of code and customers from the past in a very they hope to be a smooth transition. And that is just not a simple thing to do. Right. And if I put my cynicism to the side for a sec, because I've heard this, these spiels a lot on these topics this year, the one thing that I did hear a lot about at this keynote was industry, industry, industry. Correct. So Infor is definitely a company. They don't just want to give you a template. I mean, they claim when they announced an industry that they're providing you with the last mile. So I think it's from an ambition standpoint, it's very interesting how clear they are on that point. There's no ambiguity about their vertical focus. There's that you can bank, put that in the bank. There's no question. Uh, the vertical focus is interesting because a lot of the pure play cloud vendors are almost exclusively um, cross industry kind of companies. Now there are some that have, you know, come out with manufacturing and uh, some, uh, intro ERP suites out there for the cloud, but nothing on the scale of like some of the other solutions that have been out from decades uh, in non-cloud kind of formats. So this vertical focus, it is, you know, these may be called cloud suites, but there will for some time be portions of these things, I suspect, that will be definitely in the cloud and some portions that may not. So after the uh, keynotes, we went to a couple of QA sessions, which I personally found a little flat. Um, but I think that's also the fault of the people in the room, including myself. If you want a dynamic session, you got to ask hard questions. Um, but then you and I found ourselves at lunch, and I thought that was a striking contrast with the morning's events. Yeah, lunch was a really interesting uh, eye-opener. You and I got a chance to chat with an individual who um, was with a smaller kind of wholesale distributor, and that's an industry where margins are razor thin and there's not a lot of capital to throw down on new technology just whenever it shows up. And I remember we got to talking with this individual and we asked, you know, um, what are you doing here at this show? And the comment was, well, I'm kicking tires and looking and checking out all these new things to bring back new ideas and new strategies back to our business. And then why don't you tell the next part of the conversation? 
Well, so what did you think of the morning's keynotes? And the answer was, she's frustrated. And I thought that was really powerful, just how honest she was about it. She's like, it frustrates me to hear this stuff. And the answer really for a frustration, and I give her credit, she was very reflective of the fact that she doesn't feel like her company has, I guess, the will, she was saying, from a technical and process perspective. And uh, that, that was just a really eye-opening. Yeah, it was. It's, it's, and, it has not, and there was no reflection at all on N4. And I, and I think we need right. to be clear yeah, about yeah. this. She saw lots of really cool stuff. There were a lot of like uh, invoice process automation technologies around the expo floor. She was looking at those. She was even telling us that she couldn't believe how many like accounts payable clerks they still have still to this day. And they shouldn't have any of them hardly anymore, given the rote nature of that kind of work. That said, this will to change, I think, is a fundamental challenge for Infor. They've got, like I said, over 90,000 customers, I believe. And there's a bunch of those who haven't you know, found change to be something they're very comfortable with. And we all know human beings hate change, you know, but... I think there, the time has come that something's got to give. Yeah, and we were talking about, like, what do you do about that, right? Like, so you go to, a, uh, I went to some other customer presentations and gathered more feedback. And it's not like, not everyone was like where this woman that we talked to was at. Some of them were more actively upgrading mm -hmm. software. But they weren't necessarily all in on, like, oh, I'm heading, we're heading to the cloud right now. Like, I went to an HCM presentation and I thought it was really going to be focused on the Cloud Suite HCM, which is the latest and greatest. But it was mostly about a loss and upgrade S3 in the cloud, which is a hosted environment. And that's been around for a number of years now. But they are also working on this talent science initiative and stuff. So it's not like they weren't doing anything, but you kind of got that sense. And so that kind of made you wonder, well, what does Infor need to do about that? And that kind of came up in the conversation around they've had this Upgrade X program. You asked them about that during the presser. Like, what are you going to do? And they were like, well, we have this Upgrade X program, and we're, they've also had another initiative that they were working on. Um, is there more they can do to Yeah, and, and, this I think this, and I think this is, this is a critical point. You can't just uh, have a show where you talk about all the new cool technologies coming out, because what will happen is you'll get customers like the one we met with today. Instead, or in addition, excuse me, the executives here need to, I think, do a better job of defining for customers and prospects the afterlife story, how different and how radical their life is going to be when these new solutions get in place. And more importantly, they also need to show them convincingly how other companies are already doing that. And if they don't move and change now, they're going to get disintermediated or or just made irrelevant in their industry. And they've got the industry solutions. They need to get more of these things in front of these customers and make sure they understand there is an urgency of change that is being put upon them today. And it was interesting because at the end of the Q&A, I was feeling like I wanted clarification on where things were going with the pure cloud migrations because you know i talked to a bunch of people like well you can do cloud suite but it can be on premise in some situations or or there was some question about multi versus single tenancy in some situations so we asked uh, charles phillips directly like what's your current customer count for cloud suite uh financials and supply chain and where do you want to be in a year and how many net new versus how many existing and so it was interesting. He was diplomatic in his answer. What I could surmise is it seemed like he was 
he didn't want to put numbers on stuff exactly, but it seemed like they were working with a core group. Now, to be fair, they just announced this in general, like last month. Mm -hmm. They have maybe three dozen, something like that, that sounded like to me what I heard from Mr. Phillips and uh, didn't really give projections for the year, but he said there's been a real enthusiastic response from net new, but so far it's been mostly existing customers. And so do you think this is something that they're going to need to work on as far as is net new going to be a key part of this also, or is it more, do they need to focus on getting their existing customer base migrating or? Well, there's no question. They, again, the numbers on the existing customer base are just massive and either they need to move them along or two things possibly can happen with the existing customers. They'll no longer be relevant in the industry and they'll go out of business and you don't want to have former customers, you know, at all. Or those customers uh, need to get on board with some kind of new solution and hopefully they'll get it from Infor and you can retain them. But you need to retain healthy, vibrant, growing customers, not stagnating ones who run the risk of becoming irrelevant in their space. Well, and, you, and before we started taping, you were talking about the power of peers, right? That you can apply adoption pressure when you have companies that are kicking ass in your industry right. using that stuff. So if, if it is, if your products are what they say you are, then that should be the logical next step. Yeah, and, and you know, like, let's just go back to the the uh, person we saw at lunch. In their industry, you just think about what has Amazon or eBay done to the wholesale distribution space. It's been right. devastating. And there's a lot of other markets that have done that as well. To you know, to other wholesale distributors, it the change is already underway. You just gotta whether you want to or not. Yeah, if you want to retain your business, you have to change. Uh, the event was, as Holger Mueller might say, well attended. Oh, absolutely <laughs> well attended. Uh, I estimated six to eight thousand attendees, and then I verified that uh, at uh, dinner tonight yeah. with uh, one of these uh, Infor execs who confirmed it was right at seven thousand. So my back of the napkin calculation was right on the money. So yes, well attended, and thanks for being Holger there for the moment. Yeah. Any anyway, it was. Uh, an interesting day one. You're not going to be around for day two, which is why we're taping this now. Um, I'll get some more color on some of this tomorrow, but uh, it's a company to watch. I mean, they're they're facing a lot of the same struggles as some of the other big ERP vendors, but I think they have a some edgy and interesting takes on this stuff. We'll see where it comes next year, right? Yeah, the it's not perfected yet. Yeah, but my God, have they got a ton of balls in the air and they have so many things underway. And uh, my only counsel to prospective customers is really dig in and look at some of these new things to make sure you know exactly what you're going to get today and understand the roadmap for all the different other modules that are in there because they're making tons of changes architecturally and functionally on everything, it seems like. Right. Okay. All right, I think that's good. So let's uh, let's reboot this. We're going to continue for those interested with a little bit of a discussion on Brian's research into radical changes in finance. It's going to be super interesting. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Um, you know me; I love to talk about debits and credits. Uh, I'm not an accountant, but I'll play one on TV for yeah. about twenty grand an hour. But you anyway. even predicted the end of spreadsheets, sort of. <laughs> we'll get to that in a sec. Anyway.